Hello, this is Paul Mackey with Dog Days of Advent on One Idiot's Thoughts on Podcast. After the recent batch recording, I got the episodes scheduled and noticed I had an extra day, so I decided to do that continuation I mentioned yesterday after all. I'm not necessarily into chapter titles if this were a continual work, so this time I'll just name it to remind of the current situation. Jeremy is alone in the woods, after all. Other Things A Fragment by Paul Mackey Jeremy, Alone in the Woods Jeremy blinked as the wind stung his eyes. Teleportation? Cool, but uh, couldn't you have taken me along too? There was, of course, no answer for that question. The wind picked up more, and Jeremy pulled the coat tighter, uncomfortably shifting the sword at his hip. It was growing dark quickly now. Jeremy realized he needed to find shelter of some sort before the night fell completely. He scanned the road ahead and behind and began moving back toward town. There was probably no chance of making all the way back to Duluth itself, so he was stuck here, on the edge of what might be Proctor. Stick close to the road, he thought. Steve, and especially Pedreg, would know the approximate path they had taken, and in the morning the whole lot of them might come along to try to find him. It wouldn't do for him to have changed his location so drastically to be off in the woods. But he had to at least get under cover, if not inside some structure. The coats Anthony had provided were quite good, thick wool, and he was dressed in many layers. He was relatively dry, and he knew if he could just get out of the cutting wind, he could spend a relatively uncomfortable but at least not deadly night until sunrise. There were a few huts well removed from the road visible, but Jeremy reasoned the people inside living on the edge of civilization may be there because... They wanted to be away from people, possibly away from the authorities as well. He shrugged. Too far from the road anyhow, but he did not feel too inclined to knock on a random door in the woods and hope to find a kindly shepherd. He walked on for a while. A bit further down the road, he spotted some manner of shed about twenty paces off the road, not right on the road but near enough to be considered. He pushed through the deeper snow. Drawing near, the shed looked sturdy enough. Jeremy walked around the perimeter of the shed, feeling for a door and finally finding it. He gave a push, and the door may as well have been a brick wall. He shoved harder, but the door wouldn't budge. Jeremy sighed heavily. It would have been great to get inside a structure. At least the door faced away from the prevailing wind. Jeremy pulled the coat tighter and settled down against the door, pulling the hood down and the scarf up to better cover his face. It wasn't great, but he eventually drifted off to a state of light sleep. Sadie put her hand against the door and sighed. She was torn. She'd heard someone trying to gain entry, but they'd soon stopped. If it was someone meaning harm, surely they'd have tried harder? Add to that the glamour placed on the shack, making it look more like a feed store and less like her home. The person on the other side could be an innocent in need. Given her recent history and entanglements, helping an innocent could add a few points in her favor as far as fate was concerned. She sighed once more then opened the door, startled by the form that fell inside. Jeremy felt warm. Too warm, considering the conditions he'd drifted off in. His mind went briefly to hypothermia, but as he regained mental clarity, he realized he was inside a dim home of some sort, lit mainly by the fire crackling nearby. There was a human figure nearby, and when Jeremy sat up and groaned, they recoiled slightly, then relaxed. 
You're awake. The woman's voice sounded cautious, but not outright unfriendly. I was stuck outdoors. Jeremy trailed off. You were outside my house. I heard you and brought you in. Jeremy nodded. I'm Jeremy. The woman moved closer to the fire, picking up a kettle that rested steaming on a grate at the fire's edge. They call me Sadie, she replied. She poured the contents of the kettle into a metal cup and passed it to Jeremy. He took it and sipped cautiously. It was tea, welcome in its warmth. He looked at the fire, thinking. There was something. Your fire isn't purple. Sadie regarded Jeremy's features for a moment. There was an innocence there. His statement didn't come from knowing, but of genuine curiosity. No, it's not. Sadie nodded, then continued. I have my own enchantments that allow me a working fire without paying fees to the cabal for their sanctioned flames. Sadie looked Jeremy over, a handsome enough young man, hair a bit longer than customary, but not unkempt or unclean, a fine wool coat and quality boots. The sword was a bit odd, but not entirely unheard of. Jeremy sipped at his tea, then stopped abruptly. Enchantment. He held the cup away, startled. This tea? Off his look, Sadie reassured him. It's tea. I have enchanted fire, but the drink is just as it seems. Jeremy relaxed a little, taking another cautious sip. I've had some bad luck with tea recently. You're out here alone in the night? Jeremy nodded. I was traveling with friends, but we were... separated. I needed to get out of the wind for the night, then head into Duluth in the morning. Jeremy leaned forward to set down his cup, and the medallion at his neck fell out of his shirt, twirling in the firelight. Sadie glanced at the disc, then casually away. Her pulse quickened. The medallion? The sword? It wasn't possible, was it? And you? Jeremy tucked the medallion away, unaware of her taking note at all. You're alone in the woods as well? Sadie eyed Jeremy, still not reading any purpose to his inquiry beyond curiosity. Yes. With my abilities, it's best if I keep away from people who might take notice. Her voice was calm, not betraying the fact her mind was racing. This could be just what she needed to get out from the influence of the cabal. If they knew the four were returned, or maybe she could get Jeremy to join her. Sadie moved closer, brushing her hair back slightly, and looked at Jeremy's face. His eyes were clear now, the glint of curiosity still present, but also... She arched her back a bit, and there it was, a glimmer of unmistakable male interest. I'm out here alone, and have so seldom any visitors. Sadie moved still closer to Jeremy. You just settle in, and I'm sure we'll get you where you need to be in the morning. Sadie had been working magic for two years now, but she'd been working her way around males for much longer than that. She moved close to Jeremy's face, blinking innocently. We'll just have to keep each other company. Until then. You've been listening to Other Things, a fragment by Paul Mackey. Music is Chronodermis by Nanochrist and is used by permission. This was another fragment I've had in mind for a long time, and it was indeed in sequence after the Tiger Pursuit and teleportation-based abandonment. I'll admit I was on a roll there, and I did rush the conclusion a bit for the purpose of this podcast. Sadie's meant to be a bit of a gray figure. Jeremy, under the influence of the else, and yes, it's in there already, though I won't say how, 
Under the influence of the elves, Jeremy isn't evil exactly, but it does push him gently toward making poor decisions. So, we get a gray figure taking in a guy with a tendency toward making bad decisions? It's probably not going to be good. Really Big Things is known for being a bit more graphic, but in consideration of the season, I've stepped away from the seduction at a less detailed moment. Okay, well, I didn't fully expect to get this fragment done at all, but apparently I've succeeded, so I'd best get going on the most festive one in time for the conclusion of this experiment, right? Happy hunting! You've been listening to the One Idget's Thoughts On podcast produced by Paul Mackey in association with Nimlas Studios. Any short clips of audio from shows is included under fair use for commentary purposes and copyright for that content remains with its original copyright holders. The theme song is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by his generous permission. One Idget's Thoughts is produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. You can find more episodes of this podcast and many other fine podcasts at nimlast.org. You can contact me by emailing idgetcastpodcast at gmail.com or commenting on episodes at nimlast.org. <laughs>